the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Thanks to God. Our Father desires to have a close, intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity to increase our intimacy with Him. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that He wants. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can and all should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should hurry up and learn what they are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that He desires for you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, once we find out what good is and what evil is, we're from that point forward to do what verse 15 tells us. And that is hate the evil and love the good. And establish judgment in the gate. It may be, it may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Now, now, he told us what we ought to do is hate evil. Once again, you already found out that that word hate means hate personally. It means to hate personally. Because remember, 21 and 2 is the year of increased intimacy between God and you. Remember, it's a year when it, get, when it gets personal between God and, and, and you. Where it gets personal between God and you. Well, 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 it's also supposed to get personal with anything that could come between God and you. That if there's anything that could come between God and you, you're supposed to hate that personally. You Why? Because that's evil. Because ain't nothing supposed to get between you and God. I said ain't nothing supposed to get between you and God. Because the relationship that God has with you was, 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 was it's supposed to be a close relationship. And ain't nothing supposed to get between God and you. Especially something that God hates. If God hated, well, you should consider letting it go because you don't want nothing that's going to cause God to go. Does that make sense? Because remember, we're supposed to be married to what God said to us. Just like married folk. Married folk, keep one another. Come on, give me a big amen. Why is only the single people saying amen? Praise God. Married folk, keep one another. Praise God. Hallelujah. We made a covenant with one another. Said, I'll be with you. Not through good times and bad times. And worse. What the brother say? And worse. Because sometimes it gets worse than bad. Praise God. But one thing's supposed to be certain. 
death, taxes, and we're going to be there. Y'all laughing. Why? Because the relationship between husband and wife is the closest relationship on earth that mirrors the relationship between the Godhead. And Jesus don't turn his back on the Father. Holy Ghost don't turn his back on Jesus. God don't turn his back on us. And we don't turn our back on one another. And we flat out don't turn our back on God. And if we find out something causes God problems, then it becomes a problem to us. It's personal. From that point forward, it becomes personal. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Mm -hmm. That's why we don't just not sin. We hate sin. Personally. We don't just not want to sin. Well, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. No, we hate it. Personally. See, all we have to do is find out what our father considers to be sin. And from that point forward, we take it personal it take it personal see one of the reasons why it's not difficult for some folk is because they haven't taken it personal yet it's just an idea a concept some kind of thing that pastor prison teaches or something like that you know something that gets in the way of my good sinning praise god you know because anytime i get ready to do my little good sinning i think about what he said and dang there they go there they go there in that church again talking about living right they go in that church again talk about doing right uh, uh, i know what i need to do i need to leave that church alone that's what i need to do because i want to hold on to my foolishness i want to hold on to that god said no 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 that's not what's going to let you have the life that i have in store for you I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know what you need to do. And God's trying to tell us what we need to do so that we can step into the life that he has in store for me and you. Let that go. He said we ought to hate evil and love good. That's what he said. Hate the evil and love the good. That word love right there means have affection for. Which means we ought to have affection for good. That we all hugged up with good. Come on now. We, we, sweet, we talk sweet nothings to good. We be blowing in good's ear. Ooh, I like being with you. Ooh, I'm so glad I found you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You are the be- one of the best decisions I ever made. And now that I found you, I'll never, ever, ever leave you. So we're supposed to have affections for good. Y'all still laughing. But watch this. Have, hate the evil, love the good, and here's another thing to establish judgment in the gate. Establish judgment in the gate. Now he's telling us that we need to establish judgment in the gate. That word judgment right there is talking about a verdict that's pronounced judicially. It is a verdict that is pronounced judicially. Well, God, our father is the righteous judge who has already perused all the evidence and not just evidence like a natural judge does because he can look from the end to the beginning and he can see everything that happens in between and he can see your end later on down the line. If you make the wrong decision, he can see how things are going to turn out where you can't see that they're going to turn out. You think you're about to relieve yourself with what you're about to do. But God said, no, you're about to jack yourself up and jump out of the frying pan into the fire. That's why I want you to let me judge this, what you should do. See, ju- he, he is a righteous judge. That word judgment right there means a verdict that's pronounced judicially. 
See, God our Father is the righteous judge who has already pronounced a verdict on that which is evil. He's already pronounced a verdict on that which is evil. He said, this is good and this is evil. It's good because our Father said it's, it, it, it's good. And it's evil because our Father said it's evil. If our Father said it's evil, it's evil. If our Father said it's good, it's good. Why? Because he's already pronounced judgment on it. He said sin is sin. So we can't turn around and say, no, sin is a friend. No, he says sin is sin. So if the father said it's sin, and he ain't playing. Mm-mm. He mean exactly what he's saying. That's his judgment. God said, this is my judgment. Well, we're to live our lives according to his judgments. Because he is the righteous judge that's never wrong. He's the righteous judge that's never wrong. And if he says do it, then that's what we ought to do. That's why we have to establish it at the gates. That's why we have to establish it at the gates. Now, the gates are the place of decision making. The gates are the place of decision making. See, remember, this is a, 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 a first century Eastern book. This is a book that was written by Hebrews to Hebrews. This was a written book that was written by Hebrews to Hebrews. So the Hebrews understood exactly what they was talking about when he said establish it at the gate. Because at the gate is where the decisions made. All the big decisions was made was taken to the gate. That's where all the elders of the city would sit. They would sit at the gate, bless God. And they would sit there, praise God, and, 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 and all, all the big heads and the heads of the families and stuff like that. You know, They would sit up at the gate. And then if anything needed to be handled and solved, then it would be brought to the gate. And then at the gate, they would talk to the people, the wise ones, the ones that knew what the law said, the ones that knew what's right, knew what God said, didn't, and, and knew what's right and knew what's wrong. So that other people that might be in the midst of an emotional situation, that are thinking about making a decision based upon their emotions, then they would take it to the gate. Hallelujah. Take me to the gate. And they would take it to the, ha, and they would take it to the gate, praise God. And when they would get to the gate, they would run into wisdom. They will run into knowledge and those leaders of the community would pass judgment. This is what you do. This is how you handle this. This is how you deal with this. And they were based upon the law of God. And God said, I need you to establish my judgments at your gate. Our gate is our soul. It's the seat of our mind and our will where all decisions are made. It's the seat of our mind and our will where all decisions are made. Notice I left off emotions because you're never supposed to make a decision in your emotions. I said you're never supposed to make a decision in your emotion, especially while you're emotional. Hello, somebody. Because many of us have made emotional decisions that we looked up back on and wish we never would have made them. Because we was all passionate about something right at that moment. I was just passionate. And look up later and saw we tore up some stuff. Now it's going to take all this time to put it back together. All this time to straighten it up. All this time. Praise God. You know, and, 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 and then you got to add in the time when you was too proud to be able to say you was wrong. And then you're going to try to stay with, with the decision that you made and stuff like that. No, just take it to the gate. And make sure that the gate, at that gate, that's where God's judgments are established. See, we want God's judgments established there so that we will make every decision concerning good and evil and what we should and should not do according to God's established judgments. 
But we got to make sure that they're established at the gate. That word established right there means to place permanently. That word established means to place permanently. What does it mean? What does it mean? Say it again. Mm-hmm. Once we learn our father, what our father considers, when it, once we learn our father considers something good, we're supposed to place that thought permanently in our mind so that it'll be there from now on. Once we find out what our father says is evil, we're supposed to place that in our mind, that's the gate, we're supposed to put that at the gate permanently so that it could be there from then on. We're not supposed to hold on to that thought until an opportunity to do evil comes along and then drop that thought and go do what the father considers evil, which is mo- what most saints do. None, not none of you, praise God. And look at your neighbor and say, I don't think he's talking about you either, is he? Because a lot of saints, this is what they do. This is what, this is what they do. They hold it long enough because they be a man and up in him. They be a man and everywhere else. They be a man because the situation hasn't showed up yet. But when the situation showed up, we find out that that judgment was not placed firm, permanently at the gate. Somebody else at the gate. Bozo at the gate. Because we about to act a clown and do something and turn God's will down and do something that we ought not do. Oopsie, the clown is at the gate. Y'all don't want to hear me up in here. And we about to make some bozo decision that's all out of emotions that should not be one that we should make. When we ought to stop in the name of love. <laughs> For we tear up everything. Come on, let the church say amen. amen. Everybody say one loud amen. amen. So just in case your, your neighbor want to say amen, but they can't quite get it out, you can kind of like juice them up to be able to say amen. Come on, say it one more time. Amen. No, I said it one more time. Now, come on, pay attention. Praise God. <laughs> amen. Praise God. But the point I'm trying to raise is God said, I need you to place it permanently in your gate. Because most of us have not placed God's judgments permanently at our gate. Oh, we listen to the messages and they are good ones. I love that little brown round preacher from Santa and from Detroit, Michigan. Praise God. I love him. I'm so glad he's in San Antonio. He is so entertaining. <laughs> he's funny. But then when it comes time to make a decision. It's not according to God's idea of what's right, what's wrong, what's evil, what's good. But it's based upon some other thought other than what God said. See, God's not telling us this year to draw nigh to him and cleanse our hands so that we can do it now. And then when the year is up, drop it and say, whew, I'm glad that's over. No, that's not how he doing this thing. We're supposed to place permanently God's judgments in our mind so that we can do right and not wrong all the time. Because trust me when I'm telling you, listen to me, trust me when I'm telling you, because it's already started and stuff like that. Satan is escalating his activities. He's escalating his activities. It ain't just happening in the natural Folk ain't just voting in people that's against what God says in the natural. They're voting it in spiritually also. Because every natural thing is a response to a spiritual manifestation. And it has already begun. Evil is about to rise. In your life, in your house, between you and your spouse, it's going to be some stuff going on up in here, up in here, up in here. But if you've established God's judgments permanently at your gate, then that means you will not let it in because the gate is where access is. Amen. 
And your decision will determine what accesses your life. Your decisions will determine what accesses your life. And if you only let in what's good, good is what you're going to live. But if you let in what's evil, evil is where you're going to live. Is anybody hearing me up here? That's why God said, I need that stuff poignantly. Poignantly. Don't play with it. Don't like, do I have it on me? No, permanently. Where my notes? Permanently. You got to get this in your heart. Get this in your head. You got to lock in on what God said. Hallelujah. That's what we got to do. This is what we got to do. Because this is what God is saying to me and you. God said, I need you to get this stuff permanently up in the middle of your heart. Get it in the gate. Why? He said, it may be that the Lord of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Because if you get this stuff in your gate, God will be gracious to you. That word gracious right there means to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. It means to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. It means to favor, which means God will favor you. See, God favors those who favor his righteous cause. God favors those who favors his judgments, which means if you favor God's judgment, God said, I'll favor you. Why? Because whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. So if you reap right judgment based upon my judgment, then you that believeth on me shall not be ashamed. Why? Because you did that in my holy name. And because of that, I got you. And I'm going to make sure that everything happens for you that needs to happen for you. And none of the things that Satan wants to happen to you will happen to you. Why? Because my grace will be able to be sufficient for you. To be able to make sure that you never have to deal with the foolishness that you would have dealt with. As long as you keep making decisions based upon my judgment. Not your emotions. My judgment. Not your circumstances and situations. My judgment. That you say nay to what I say nay, say yay to what I say nay, and I'll be with you each and every day, and I will continue to bring favor your way. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Even more importantly, are you hearing God up in here? See, we want God's favor. We don't just want God to be there. We want God to extend favor into the middle of our lives. And if we want God to send favor in the midst of our lives, God told us what to do. He said, you seek that which is good and learn to hate that which is evil. And love that which is good. And you establish that permanently at, at your gate. So that every decision you make from that point forward is based upon what I said to you. Not what it is that you feel like doing or what you think you ought to do or what you're emotionally responding to do based upon what's happening to you. Because God is the God of all situations. He can change your little situation. He can modify all that. But he needs you to make the decision like what he said is true. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Turn to Psalms number 34, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we want God to, to, to favor us. Mm-hmm. Favor is good. Psalms number 34, we're going to look at stanza number 11. Thank you, Jesus. It says, come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. God said, I will teach you. The fear of the Lord. Because see, if the truth is anywhere in there, told, none of us know it to start with. Hello, none of us know it to start with. None of us know how to fear God to start with. Be like, well, Pastor, you, th- you, hold, you, you, you hold a high standard. No, well, God holds a high standard. I, don't, I just don't adjust his standard. I drop the plumb line that he drops. Praise God. I, I point to it. He the one dropped it. I just point to it. Praise God. That's my job is to point to it. Is anybody here? This what he said right here. Right here. Because you do want what he said, don't you? Amen. You ain't just coming in here to do your relig- little religious duty. I'm sure. 
and then go out there and let the devil eat up your booty. I know you ain't doing that. I know you coming up in here to find out what God says so you can line your life up to it. No, we already learn and we keep learning over and over again. This is a process. Everybody say process, which means we get better at it, which means while we're getting better at it, there's some still things that we ain't that good at. So we're going to mess some stuff up, but God going to keep looking at you in favor. If you just continue to try to make decisions to do what he said, do, and he'll watch you get better and better at it. And he'll be glad about you. But he's telling you, come, you know, draw closer to me. Here's one of the reasons why I want you to draw closer to him. Come ye children, hearken unto me, pay attention. I will teach you to fear the Lord. What man is he that, what man is he that desire of life and loveth many days that he may see good? Hmm? Anybody in here want to see good? Yes, sir. He said, well, then keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. What's evil? Go back to God's judgment. What did God say was evil? Hmm? If God said it's evil, what is it? Evil. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't let, and, 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 and our lips speaking no guile. Complaining, murmuring, and spitting acid all over everything and everybody around you. That's number 14. Say, depart from evil. That word depart right there means turn off. Turn off evil. Ooh, I like that. You mean I can just turn it off? You mean I can just turn it off? Wow. That means I'm in control. So I can stop what I want to stop. Anybody ever turned on TV and saw something on you didn't want to see? Anybody, anybody, anybody. What'd you do? Turned it off. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to do, but that we should do what it is that we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the chance of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity of all time, an opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. We should do everything that we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope that you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Efficiency, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after soldier. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this evening. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month. For the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas, 
come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked and or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 